Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Can you start by just introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? Sure. Uh, my name is Carla Goldman. I am the Saul Drockler Professor of Social Work and Professor of Judaic Studies at the University of Michigan, where I also direct the Jewish Communal Leadership Program. Um, JCLP, as we call it, is a collaborative program between the School of Social Work and the Frankel Center for Judaic Studies. It was for students who are pursuing a master's in social work and who are interested in working in the Jewish community. It's a, a pretty intensive program over two years where we focus on contemporary Jewish community within broader social contexts and really focus on learning both from the world and, and maybe most importantly from each other. Incredible, thank you. In, in what areas does your research focus? So my, my focus is on the history of American Jewish experience. Um, I've written about the changing roles of Jewish women over the course of Jewish experience in North America. And I also do a lot of work that focuses on Jewish community and identity within specific locations and experiences. For instance, I've written about and I've taught I teach a course on the history of Jews at the University of Michigan. I have written about sort of Jewish uh, experience in the context of Hurricane Katrina. And currently I'm working on a history of uh, the Jewish community in Cincinnati. And I'll just say that a lot of my work focuses on thinking about how the social, gender, class, race, and political identities available to American Jews have shaped their lives, their families, and their communities. And can you share a little bit about the importance of focusing on that American Jewish experience throughout history? Yeah, so it's an interesting question. Um, American Jewish history is one branch of Jewish history, and it's a sort of religious slash ethnic slash social version or take on American history. And when we look at American Jews in relationship to other American minorities or other groups that have a history of persecution in the American context, we can really learn a lot about American expectations um, and limitations and how they operate differently for different groups. So for instance, American Jews have often been subject to prejudice and discrimination and sometimes violence, but because the majority of American Jews have been identified and identify as white, they've developed an unusual insider-outsider perspective on American society. So at the same time that there have been many restrictions for them historically when it comes to occupation, politics, higher education, or housing, they've at the same time had opportunities in those areas that have been closed, totally closed off to other minority groups. So what can be really fascinating for me and, and you know, in, in classes that I teach about American Jews is in seeing them attain positions of influence while still maintaining that outsider perspective. Um, this is something we see a lot in the course that I teach on American Jews and social justice. American Jews with lots of privilege, but still carrying the sense of vulnerability around that privilege, advocating for the rights of others whose rights are even more fragile than theirs, so if that makes sense. 
Yeah, it does. That's incredibly insightful. Thank you. You mentioned that you have a specific focus on American Jewish women. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you focus on those contributions specifically? Sure. Well, I think the the general take is that in in ways, and this is true of uh, women's history in general, that uh, there have been takes on historical experience that haven't included women, and that when you begin to to do that, you see a great deal more, right? It it doesn't change what happens, but it changes the story we tell about what happens. So I, I wrote a book called Beyond the Synagogue Gallery, Finding a Place for Women in American Judaism, and it looks at how Jewish traditions and circumstances in the United States intersected with American expectations about women's roles. And this created, uh, uh, led to a movement to really change the roles for women in American synagogues and in public expressions of Jewish Jewish identity. Some of that was how do we respond to, uh, how do we make Jewish women fit the kinds of expectations that American society has for women as religious beings. So some of that was done by men, but once women had more opportunities, then they reshaped their own activities in a way that pushed the Jewish community in different directions. So that's, so that's one piece of it. That is, how did changing roles for women and the new agency that they found change American Judaism and shape Jewish life in the United States? But there's also a flip side to it. And that's in looking at how the contributions of Jewish women in shaping American experience. And then to think about how Jewish identities and experience are relevant to shaping general American experience, if that makes sense. So there are two, you know, I think the two best examples of this um, in the ways that American Jews have shaped American history actually are the ways in which Jewish women have shaped American history. So one is the early uh, uh, 20th century labor movement where young Jewish immigrant women, sometimes teenagers, created uh, a movement demanding rights for women within factories within the labor movement and pushing sort of the the, the owners, the factory owners. And this really meant sort of a focus that hadn't been part of the labor movement on fair and safe treatment for all workers uh, in factories, skilled and unskilled. The other huge example um, of this dynamic is in the shaping of American feminism, where Jewish women were everywhere at the forefront of shaping that movement. Uh, Back in 2019, before our pandemic, I convened a big conference here at Michigan called Jewish Feminisms, where we brought together some of the many Jewish pioneers of women's liberation from the 1960s and 70s, and had them reflect on what it was about their Jewish background that may have been an influence in shaping the new feminist questions and frontiers that they pioneered. And to consider how it was that even though they each had strong Jewish stories themselves and the other women they were working working with were also Jewish women with strong stories of their own, they were often totally unaware of each other's Jewish identities. In the end, the central question becomes how Jewish history and experience may be key to understanding important movements in American history, even if historians of feminism have failed to ask that question up till now. Thank you so much. 
How does your work at the School of Social Work relate or support the research that you do in Judaic studies at the College of Literature, Science, and the Arts, especially considering the collaborative program that you direct? Yeah. So my train is, a, is as a historian. Um, so being at the School of Social Work has been really a very enriching experience for me in many ways. And, and one way I'll say that it has deepened my historical my historical inquiry and my teaching around American Jewish experience in very important ways. Social work perspectives emphasize the importance of keeping those social, economic, gender, and racial constructs clearly in view. So in a way, being at the School of Social Work has helped me to do more of what I've always tried to do. That is, understand the complexity of American experience at the intersection of these different identities and contexts. And just to take an, uh, an example from the work that I'm, I've been doing most recently, um, I'm studying the history of the Jewish community of Cincinnati. And uh, at one period in this history, the late 19th century, early 20th century, I'm following the Jewish community, the established Jewish community's attempts to help the Jewish refugees who were escaping violent pogroms, which had been instigated by the leaders of the Russian empire of that time in the late 19th century, arriving with dire needs, profound vulnerability in the industrializing American city. And the attempt to take care of the needs of this group and protect them, here they are arriving in a pretty, you know, relatively cruel city that had no safety net to try to provide that safety net. Um, for this group, but in doing so, they became much more attuned to sort of the, the cruelty, the, the irrationality, the ways in which this industrializing city didn't work for all of its citizens. And it engaged them in the, in the problems of the broader city. And this led them to actually become leaders in the progressive reforms that ended up in the 1920s, ending what was a very entrenched political kind of gang boss rule system in Cincinnati. Um, and this opened up an era beginning in the second half of the 1920s, when not only was the mayor of the city Jewish, but also the chairs of the commissions on public recreation, parks, planning, and the board of education, um, the chairs of all of those groups were, were Jewish. Um, and you know, your question here was about how social work perspectives um, enriched enrich my work or add to my work in Jewish history. Um, and what I saw there was these people coming out of every very strong, a truly strong Jewish community, engage them with the broader community rather than just sort of looking inward towards themselves. And I really think of that as sort of a key social work perspective. That leads right into my next question. The month of March celebrates Social Work Month. And so as a faculty at the School of Social Work, can you elaborate on the importance of recognizing the research and impact of those in the field of social work? So it's interesting. So the, the previous question was that answering in terms of historical perspectives, right? If we look through a social work lens, how might we see the past differently? But when it comes to right now, right? I don't know if there's ever been a time when there's more of a need to sort of point out and see how our societal structures privilege some and marginalize others. 
Now, has there ever been a, a, a more of a need for, for everyone in our society to be able to see and understand this? And I think that social work is asking um, its students, its scholars, and those they interact with to sort of highlight this lens. And the perspectives and skills of social work are really paramount to our society's ability to attend to the needs of those who are marginalized or like in that last example or the most vulnerable in our society, as well as to sort of highlight and challenge the broader public to see that um, these are structures that are not necessarily natural, right? But they're constructed to achieve certain ends and there are ones that we need to take on if we're gonna have uh, a more equitable society. And that's something that social work is pushing for all the time and even trying to understand what that means. So it brings a lot of uh, challenging questions to the fore. Um, I think it can get messy at times uh, because we also have to, I think as sort of history alerts us to, to be aware of the nuance um, in different people's perspectives, very little is sort of just absolute good or bad. Um, it's just, it's a, such a mix and a truly nuanced social work perspective is gonna help us see that. March also celebrates Women's History Month. And with your research concentration on the contributions of American Jewish women, which you discussed with us, can you describe the importance of placing emphasis on the impact that women have had in their communities throughout history? So I think that when we think about how we bring this forward, why it's important today, for instance, to, to understand this history, it helps us get, gain perspective on our own time, right? There is a tendency to think, and I think this often happens around gender, is like, oh, well, now everything's equal. All that bad stuff was in the past. Um, except then, you know, you'll find, you know, 20 years down the road, we'll look back at, you know, the 20s, 20s and say, oh, I can't believe how horrible that was. Um, but still, all the bad stuff will be in the past. So, like, a perspective on history helps us see um, how these, these structures evolve um, and how people move ahead. And yet, um, there are still all kinds of sort of barriers and, and inequalities. And uh, I mean, I, I guess in our period, you know, mostly with the sort of Me Too lens uh, on our experience, we're, we're more aware of um, continuing sort of um, injustice that actually structures happens in a lot of our institutions, including the University of Michigan, right? It's more present than others than, than, than ever, it seems like. Um, but there's something about knowing that people went through this in the past and being able to see them and being able to see their resilience um, and the strength that they drew from some of these experiences to continue to push forward, to get to a different place. Um, you know, so I, looking at history is about looking both at sort of forward progress and, and what it takes um, and maybe to be inspired by the courage that so many individuals in the past brought to it. Um, but also to know that there's backlash that comes along with it, right? Things don't, you know, the arc, we hope the arc of the justice moves uh, forward, but um, it's, a, it's not a, a direct process. There's a lot of back and forth. And I think history helps us see that um, and maybe, you know, can help us sort of think about what it continues to, to mean to, to move forward, even 
um, when we are undermined by uh, ongoing unfairness and discrimination. I think one of the challenges we have when, you know, current challenges seem so much in our face, right? That we only see our own moment, right? And when you only see your own moment, certain questions get magnified and others get erased, right? So you have to be able to see not just your own experience, but the experience of others. Um, and that whatever we're looking at, there's so much that came into shaping that, that if we're truly gonna engage with it, it, it can't just be what's in front of our faces. Um, and it's not like it's a clear guidebook, right? It doesn't come along with directions like fix this, <laughs> but it, it, certainly, um, it sh certainly should sort of infuse our vision, both of the present and the future. With all of these different elements in mind that you shared with us, what is something that you hope everyone listening takes with them and remembers from this conversation? So maybe it's, you know, in relationship to what we were just discussing, just sort of the complexity of, you know, where we stand between past and future and where we stand in our own individual identities. Um, you asked the question early on, what is there to learn from American Jewish experience, right? And if you're not Jewish, what is there to learn from that? You know, uh, there other can certainly seem like other groups' experiences might be more important. Um, but I think the point is that all of these experiences are important. Um, no one of us, no group operates in isolation. I do think that the best way forward when we're sort of all of this in it together um, you know, let's look at the challenges that are in our face right now. Um, oppressive immigration laws, a, you know, scary war in Ukraine, and the American context attempts to shut down student engagement with painful aspects of our history. All of those issues, we're all going to experience them very differently, depending on the historical experiences that we identify with in our own current experience. So, you know, it turns out there's not always one like right answer that works for everyone. Sometimes we wonder how can someone else think, how can they think so differently when it seems so obvious to me? Um, so perhaps one of the things is that we can take from the study of history, from thinking about Jews and American experience from women. Um, those are the things that I look at, but just kind of and empathy for others, for other time periods. Um, and maybe that it's, but you know, in the way that I like to think about it, that it's okay to take lessons from this, from others, from the past, that it can make us stronger um, in the moment um, and make us better to see how our contributions might come together with uh, work of others. But it's an interesting question. Um, one of the things that I'll say, well, you know what I was saying about sort of the insider outsider perspective that, you know, sort of to, to sort of recognize what each group, what strength they bring to it, to the challenges that we face, right? So people who are truly sort of continually marginalized bring, bring one perspective and, and, and certain strengths to the struggle. Those who have more privilege, um, but still feel part of the fight, um, you know, that's a, also important to um, 
to value that perspective. And then, um, you know, I ultimately hopefully not to see others as, as enemies to it, but just sort of maybe haven't gotten on board yet. I think that's, it's really great. It gives everyone something to really think about no matter how, what perspective you are coming into this conversation. Um, having already, it really gives everyone something to examine. And the only other question I have is if there's anything else that you want to share or add to the conversation. You know, I really appreciate the opportunity that I have to, to do this work at the University of Michigan and to work with my students uh, in the Judaic studies classes that I teach in the Jewish Communal Leadership Program. Um, I'm on sabbatical this year, which is very nice from lots of perspectives, but I also realize that I'm not learning, I mean, I'm learning a lot about Cincinnati this year, but I'm not learning as much about, um, you know, what I do learn from the students, like how to stay hopeful in these difficult times. Um, and, you know, how we have to continue to evolve um, every, every month, every year, you know, to the, to the challenges that uh, the current times are bringing us. And there's certainly no shortage of those. So, you know, the, the luxury in a lot of ways being able to be part of this community, I know, is making me a stronger, I hope, human being and, and historian. Thank you so much, Dr. Goldman, for your time today and for sharing so much great information with us and the Michigan Minds audience. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.